When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Dublin November podcast on the Mile High Report Podcast Network. My name is Michael McQuaid. I'm joined by Colin Cronin, Stuart Roche. Uh, after my two-week absence, uh, first off, Colin and Stuart, apologies. Uh, there was rumours swirling around that I was about to go on Love Island, Colin, and that, that didn't that didn't fizzle out very well. So uh, glad to be back. I'm sorry I missed the uh, the epitome of probably rants after the final games or final weeks of the season. Um, do you want to bring me up to speed on what you were ranting about at all? Or uh, I'm presuming we're, we're very much still in the same situation as we were previously. Uh, well, I, I don't, probably not not so much rants, just kind of looking back and where the, the season was at and uh, talking maybe about the head coaching candidates, Michael, and also, I suppose, a, a plea that whoever gets appointed, that um, the reaction is tempered, both positively and negatively, because uh, there have has been uh, over the, the best part of a decade now, this rush to anoint whoever the Broncos appoint as um, a legend, as a genius, as a savior. And we've all seen how it has gone. Uh, we just won't know. So let's let's see how it plays out. And that goes, you know, that has, in the Broncos case, that has been both at head coach and at GM. So we are in the midst of the head coaching search, which we're probably going to discuss. So I suppose that was my plea over the past couple of weeks. And uh, maybe it'll fall on deaf ears, but I'm I'm making the plea nonetheless. Stuart, it's it's good timing because we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. 
and the inevitable now yearly cycle of Jim Harbaugh saying he wants a job in the NFL and going back and forward to Michigan and quite frankly taking a complete piss with teams has started and ended in my time being off on this podcast and I think it's fair to say he's took the Broncos for a hell of a ride over the last couple of weeks and he's tried to leverage that in his own situation, which I guess anybody in any situation should do. You know, I guess we'll talk about Sean Payton in a few moments and the way that he's been acting, in my opinion, is quite un- unprofessional on, on Fox Sports, on his daughter's podcast. I just think it makes a mockery of the whole system and I think maybe we should be looking at bringing in a rule where you can't talk to negotiate in any way shape or form or bring a head coach in until the last down of the Super Bowl is over that would be my personal preference but that's probably not going to happen I guess the question for sure, for you Stuart is this um, how much time have we wasted in this whole Jim Harbour thing do you think they were extremely interested in, in him or do you think it was merely a whole we're really serious but what we're doing we're really trying to improve the team and we're going to have the uniforms and we're going to improve the stadium and we're serious about getting the top dogs in so Jim Harbour is a guy I mean Jim Harbour sure hasn't coached in the NFL in how many years I, I don't think bringing someone like that in would be a beneficial or like as, as beneficial as bringing somebody in that maybe might not be a rookie head coach but has more recent experience in the league what's your thoughts well, we didn't really rant last week, Michael, but we kind of spent most time talking about the the, uh, the head coaching search. Um, and in typical Stuart Roach fashion, I spent most of my time talking about head coach and saying I really wanted Harbaugh to be the uh, new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Um, so that went as well as most of my predictions have gone this season. And uh, in, in regards to uh, did they waste time, Michael, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, obviously there's an element of it. In that, you know, you're, you're getting people in for interview, you do due diligence, all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't think so, because I think this kind of thing seems to happen a lot. It seems to happen a lot with Harbaugh. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think and also you, you've got Josh McDaniels traditionally um, seemed to spend most of his offseason flirting with any team that was going and then staying in the Patriots and then hilariously went to the Raiders and somehow made them even worse than they were last, this time last year. Um, so I, I wouldn't, no, I mean, I think they had to, they had to go and, and talk to him. They had to interview him. Otherwise, I think we'd be rightly annoyed that they didn't. Um, and I don't think Harbaugh has done any more damage to the Broncos than he does than he's done to any of the other teams he interviewed. Um, and I do think there are still some good names on that list. Michael, you you know, obviously you missed last week and it's good to have you back off injured reserve. Um, but I think, you, you know, I'm still, and, I, and my, my good friend Colin sent me a very interesting uh, tweet, which we'll, we'll we, I think we can add into our head coaching search, sort of, we can segue in there as well. Um in, 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 it's in regards to how well George Payton has drafted in recent years. And I do think this is important because, as we all know, there are huge amount of holes on this team. And we've, we've got a massive amount of free agents that are about to be sort of released into the wild, uh, very few of whom I would actually bring back. Um, and I, I, I have an issue with giving up draft capital to get Sean Payton, who it could be argued, underachieved in New Orleans with the roster that he had at his disposal. And he had a a Hall of Fame um, quarterback in situ and they won one Super Bowl. They should have won more. I don't think anybody could argue too strongly against that. Um, So I wanted Harbaugh because I thought he he is a good coach. He he hasn't coached in the NFL, as you said, for a while, Nick. But when he did, he was effective. I think Colin made a really good point last week 
which is the Hobo experience in some ways kind of mirrors the earlier Jose Mourinho experience. Um, you get a reaction out of players for three to four years, then they begin to burn out. But three to four years is the window that we have um, of Russell Wilson. So you might as well go all in. This is not a long-term project, Michael. This is, you know, you need to make as much hay as you can while Wilson can still hopefully sort of rekindle, um, you know, the, 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 the ability that he has. So I was disappointed. I wanted Harbaugh. Um, I mean, I, as I said, reiterating, there are still some good names on the list. Sean Payton and Dan Quinn now seem to be the clear front runners for the job. Um, the bookies have the two of them leading the field and the rest are, are nowhere. The bookies don't always get it right, but the bookies tend to get it right more often than not. Um, so I know, like we discussed it last week, as I said, um, there's different opinions about Dan Quinn. Um, and I think you can, you can argue the toss one way or the other. Um, however, when you're talking about Dan Quinn, there are always going to be numerical sort of flashes um, as you're talking about him and his name. And those numbers are 27 and 3. They're always going to be there. When you talk about it. it certainly are for me anyway. So I don't know. But yeah, I, I wanted Harbaugh, Mick. I'm disappointed it's not him. But I guess, you know, we move on and, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, I, I think something is going to happen in the next 72 hours personally I think there will be an announcement but I think that this time next week when we're on the podcast we will be talking about the new Broncos head coach I will happily publicly say that I, I am available anytime apart from the games on, on Sunday if you want to chat about this new coach if it does happen and um, that's interesting I I'd love for it to be over this quick because I, I wanted Colin to sort of be over and we can sort of move on it's it's difficult especially when it's sort of sort of unique where you get rid of a head coach in the final Hackett's early, uh, earlier than expected. And obviously Hackett now, uh, as of Wednesday, is expected or has been interviewing with the Jets for the OC job. But that could be interesting that Tom Brady does end up there. Brady might look at that and go, hmm, let's see what happens. Looking at the Broncos, though, Stuart makes a very good point about Dan Quinn and also the point about the, the draft selection and, and, and the draft capital. For me, it's... <laughs> I, I'm really stuck on who to bring in. I think Dan Quinn would be a really interesting choice to come in because obviously he was talked about in previous cycles for us and um, I like the fact that he's, that he's a defensive minded coach and the the 27th fleet doesn't affect me too much I mean, it was one game look at the Chargers and Jaguars last week I went to bed at half time in that game lads honest to god and um, I just something Colin when when something doesn't sit right in my mind with Peyton not that I have any experience nor any judgment whatsoever Maybe that's not a good move. I, I don't know. Something he's almost using the television and Twitter and the internet right now for like a celebrity tour of oh yeah, well Mickey Loomis says I can take a mid to late first rounder or whatever. And it's just it's a bit like the whole Aaron Rodgers debacle. I'm a bit sick of it to be honest with you. Maybe I'm just standing like an old man. Well, I I think to be honest, like the but this could have all been done much quicker. Like this to me is where I my issue is, and like why why are we interviewing twelve or or fourteen candidates at this point? And some of them, you know, are are they really in with a shot? That that would be what would be interesting to to know. And I mean, in terms of of Harbaugh. Maybe he was just using it as leverage, but maybe Harbaugh thought it would all get wrapped up a lot quicker than it did. And that that was part of his reason. I'm sure he was getting tremendous pressure from the the president at Michigan to make a decision. I, I don't know. But to me, I suppose, look, I... 
in terms of if what Sean, I thought that was um, an incredibly honest interview with Colin Coward, if what he said in relation to the one first is accurate, that's interesting because we'd been led to believe it would be more. And I, I take Stuart's point in, in ways in terms of um, the Saints should have won more Super Bowls, but it is it's incredibly difficult and there's so much luck. And when you consider like the, the, the way in the Rams, for instance, in that, and the Saints would undoubtedly have given the Patriots a much better game, but like that was the, one of the clearest pe- uh, penalties you'll ever, ever see. And they don't get it. And ultimately that's what, um you know, cost them. And, he he helped him make Drew Brees what Drew Brees became. I mean, they they arrived in uh, New Orleans at the the same same time, um, and like Drew Brees had kind of been um you know run out of the out of San Diego, so he played a big role in that. I I I could I'd be much more uh ha- I'd be much happier with Sean Payton than I would be with Dan Quinn. I uh, I have no interest in Dan Quinn whatsoever um i think he had a, a great year obviously in in 2016 but i think outside of that um it was distinctly average um and once Kyle Shannon wasn't around his his teams just didn't perform G- great coordinator for sure um but i and i know people will say think you can improve but to me i wouldn't go that down that route if you were going if it's not going to be Sean Payton and you have to have um uh, and a, a coach with experience go the Jim Caldwell route but ultimately i would prefer uh, i know they won't do this okay i'm um you know couching it with that but Demeco Ryans is who we should be going for um he is and Benjamin Slack has a fantastic piece all about him today the way in which people talk about him is absolutely um incredible he is going to be a great head coach the Broncos won't do it because uh, they're looking for somebody with experience and they've made such a mess of the the last three hirings but remember the last three hirings I mean that should have been Kyle Shanahan but it wasn't right so they deliberately ruled out Kyle Shanahan who would have been a first time head coach look what what he has gone on to to do um so uh they the, the Vic Fangio experience look Stuart and I have talked about our feelings about Vic before and from day one he questions Von Miller and then Nathaniel Lack was hired because they wanted Aaron Rodgers so like the the hiring process they're blaming it on hiring rookie head coaches but it's not it wasn't that they were rookies look Brian Dable has led a Giants team um, who with a, a far inferior roster on paper uh, to the divisional round he he's a rookie Kevin O'Connell uh, Mike McDaniel Mike McDaniel obviously having the issues around the time clock management but um, that was in the playoffs where he had those rather than throughout so to me I, th- they're not going to do it but you're going to rule out Demeco Ryans who I believe will go on to be um, a very very good head coach Nothing is guaranteed. I could absolutely end up with egg on my face there. But everything you read about Demeco Ryans, everything you see about the way in which players respond to him uh, and the trajectory he is on suggests to me he is going to be a fantastic head coach in this league. Um, But I, I don't think, unfortunately, he will be a contender. So ultimately, if you're if you're going on the, the tiers, 
the want is Ryan's. Um, after that, I would be Sean Payton, and I, I'd give up the first just because I think ultimately we have had considered the Broncos picks right over the, and we've had top ten picks. We've had a number of top ten picks. It doesn't matter if the head coach isn't there. Have all the picks you want, but if the head coach isn't right, forget about it. You're not going anywhere with it. So to me, I would do it after that. I'd probably go uh, the the Jim Caldwell route. I, I'm not enamored by Dan Quinn. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dan Quinn. And if it is, we'll see how it plays out. But in terms of my preferences, that's where I'm at. Interesting. Uh, well, as we're probably all aware now, Broncos have got two interviews left this week as of the time recording to Michael Ryan's, the Niners DC on Thursday. And then for some reason, they're interviewing Dan Quinn two days before a massive playoff game. I mean, who the hell thought that was a good idea? If that's not on Zoom, like we're on right now, that's that's atrocious. I'm going to uh, do what Colin's done and give my, and give my pick uh, and maybe get Stuart's pick and we can compare it. I think Stuart's already gave his pick, but I'll say it again anyway. Uh, I think we'll hire Dan Quinn. I think we'll hire Dan Quinn. I think we'll hire him before the next time we record. What's your fosters? Have you had to name one person who's going to be? Well, I think, I mean, I, I've, I also read similar you know uh, about Demarco Ryan's and I and I agree and that Niners defense is fantastic it's also stacked with serious talent and to be honest with you I think if you're going to think about the Demarco Ryan's route why don't you just go the Evero route he's already been here we've already seen what he does yeah. um he's already getting I think has he had three head coaching interviews and I think he, he, he turned down the like opportunity to coach for the last few weeks which says it all in my opinion but I think just to add to your point on Demarco Ryan's as, as you go on there if I'm Kyle Shanahan and I'm the Niners, I'm doing whatever I can to keep the Ryan's there because the Niners roster has got a chance to compete for the next four to five years because they've they've found a they found a way to win with a quarterback like Brock Purdy. So why the hell if I'm the Ryan's, I'm thinking, oh, let's see what happens this year and let let's take the time. Yeah, I I agree, but I mean, then again, Michael, the thing about it is, you know, defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, I guess. You know, when the, if the situation arises, and I think you kind of have to take it, you know. Um, so I think you, you know, you've got, and there are openings there that are attractive. I mean, the Carolina Panthers have a good roster, they don't have a quarterback, but they also have, you know, they've got they've got draft capital. The Texans is an interesting one for me, and I think Evero interviewed with the Texans two days ago. See, the Texans have, um, even though I know they, they, did, made an historically ridiculous decision to take themselves out of the uh, number one draft pick. Uh, they're lucky, I think, in the sense that the Bears um, are picking one because they already have a quarterback that they have. So, And I personally don't think there's much between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Bryce Young seems to be the presumptive number one pick. Um, so the expectation is somebody's going to trade up with the Bears to get Bryce Young. But I think CJ Stroud is actually a better quarterback. So I think the Texans could have the best quarterback in this draft class. And I think that's appealing to, to um, a presumptive head coach. Um, so I, I personally would probably go Evero. I would, even though I know there's no chance they're going to do it because, you know, as Colin pointed out, we've been there. They, they, with, I know Stink talks about this a lot. The, the NFL tends to be reactionary. So if you've got an old grumpy defensive coordinator who was your head coach, i.e. Uncle Vic, then the next guy comes in is going to be an upbeat offensive guy. That's Hackett. So it's probably going to be Dan Quinn. Um, I think that's who they're going to pick. Um, and I think the bookies are right. It's either going to be Dan Quinn or Sean Payton. I wouldn't be surprised if Payton went to the Panthers. 
Uh, I would pick Evero, but I expect it to be Dan Quinn. And again, as Colm and as yourself, Michael said, we'll see how it plays out. I, I don't know exactly how I would feel about that because I think his Colm's point is, is very valid. When Shanahan left town, the, the, the Falcons fell off a cliff. Um, having said that, the Cowboys' defence is sensational and they were absolutely brilliant against Brady and the Bucks the other night. So you can't take that away from him. But sometimes, as we've discovered, Wade Phillips, one of the all-time great defensive coordinators, phenomenal defensive coordinator, um, you know, I, I think was as instrumental as Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware for winning that Super Bowl against a Panthers team that has kind of been forgotten about, but at that stage looked like a juggernaut. Wade Phillips was not a good head coach in the NFL. He was a mediocre head coach at best. Some people are just cut out to be coordinators, Michael. That's just the way it is. There's no shame in that. Um, And I think for us, we're kind of gambling now to see if Dan Quinn um, actually can be an effective head coach again. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. I I think what's interesting about this whole head coaching search, Michael, is there's no slam dunk hire. I think there's question marks about everybody. Um, And I think that's peculiar and I think it's unusual. And I, and I, I, I guess... Like it's it's almost like it's Groundhog Day because every time we seem to go on one of these head coaching searches and every time we make an appointment, um, there's always a question mark. Whereas Kyle Shanahan, and I know we keep bringing this up, but it, it is one of those seismic moments in, I believe, in the franchise's history. Not picking Kyle Shanahan as the head coach has set us back, what, five years now? And counting. Um you know, it's it's almost like at times the Broncos can't get out of their own way. Now, I know there's a new regime in place and hopefully it'll be different. And I like the fact that Penner has been very hands-on. Um, but I'm still not 100% convinced that we're going to get this pick right because we tend not to. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see what it is, but I, I expect it to be Dan Quinn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Time will tell. Let's um, jump on a discussion about free agency and, and about how the Broncos are keeping resigned before we jump off here for the week. Um, it's hard to believe, Colin, that the Broncos got Draymond Jones in the third round. Uh, he's proven, as far as I'm concerned, to be a steal for this team, and he needs to be the number one priority, as far as I'm concerned, going forward in the offseason for, for this Broncos team. But I guess the, the problem that we now have is uh, we are in limbo until we get this whole situation sorted out with a head coach. What does the head coach want to do? What does the GM, George Payton, want to do down the stretch? How how long will George Payton be in the job for? Will George Payton be in the job post the NFL draft? I think that's a very valid and important discussion to be had probably in this podcast over the next two or three months. I'm not convinced he'll be there in September. There's an awful lot of change going on. Um, how much money would Draymond Jones accept? I mean, he's, his market value 
is upwards of $14.5 million, but you get SportRack and different outlets are quoting at a $7.2 million a year. It's a really sticky situation for the Broncos, but I guess him and for me, Dalton Reisner would be the two that I'd be looking at for the, for the top two, top three. It's one thing when you so many questions off the field, but on the field, this team have got a lot of things to decide over the next few months, Colin. Yeah, I do think, Michael, though, and we actually discussed it last week in terms of George Payton. I think if it's Dan Quinn, George is staying and George is safe. Uh, if it's not Dan Quinn, I think it's that's very different. And I, I brought up last week Doug Whaley at the Bills and Sean McDermott, and they kept Whaley in situ until after the draft. So there is precedent there for that happening, but I think it really would come down to who the Broncos were to a point. So that that I think will will decide that. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, Draymond is uh, is a fantastic player. Uh, he probably like it, it really wasn't, though, until this year that we really saw him start. I mean, that that has been, I suppose, the 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 issue. The Broncos drafted him. Uh, we talked, I think, almost every year about him being a player of immense potential. We expected him to be a breakout player. But it was only this year that he started uh, double digit games. I mean, you go back year one, he starts uh, one game, uh, year two, eight, year three, seven, and this year, 13. So um, that it's kind of all, all, a feeling almost of, you know, missed, uh, missed potential there because we've seen this year. Um, he made some very interesting comments, I, I think, during the, the season uh, in terms of uh, whether he will be back or not. So I think the Broncos will have a lot of work to do. I think Dalton Reisner's wife's video uh, yesterday, um, I don't know if anyone will have seen that, but she uh, put up a video saying that she uh, has no idea where in the country they will be living. I think that it might be an indicator of uh, whether he will be brought back or not. That might well be what he is willing to to take, uh, certainly. Um, but I, I think that was in, in some ways a, a useful feel-good fact uh, story for the Broncos to have during an otherwise um kind of period of unmitigated disaster the hometown boy uh done good and walter payton man of the year only for that to all un unravel um to, to me like alex singleton um is one surely that you have to to bring back a guy um who you know um we've had the the opportunity to, to speak to previously um had a a lot of doubts about him when he came in, even from the, the coaching staff. He, he really took a little bit of time for them to really trust him. But my goodness, did he repay um, that trust in spades? He had a, a really excellent season and he would definitely uh, be one that I would be looking to bring back. Sorry, but I thought it was, I thought I wasn't on mute and then my internet played up. Stuart, um, what about like Latavius Murray? I wouldn't say he's anywhere near, you know, high on the agenda because you can go out and get good value with running backs and he's what, 32, 33. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that because the Broncos in certain positions have either struck gold or they're trying to fill the cracks. I just can't wait to see. And of course, Colin's made a very valid point there on Alex Singleton. We need to get him signed up yesterday. Yeah, Singleton's been, it was a revelation and it was great to see. Um, I think I would absolutely bring Latavius Murray back, Michael, for, for a couple of reasons. One is he's not very expensive. Um, two, I think he, as I said previously on this podcast, he he performed the role 
that um, I think we thought that uh, Melvin Gordon was going to perform for us and he played it real hard and you know I think it's good to have veteran leadership on the team and it seems like the, the players respected Murray and unfortunately there's no real way of knowing um, what uh, what what Javante is going to be like when he comes back from serious knee injury and um, so he gives us a little bit of insurance there I mean obviously we'll probably draft running backs late or pick up some free agents or so you know un, 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 undrafted um, free agent college players so I think I would definitely bring Mac back I, I wouldn't go next or near Dalton Reisner I don't care if he was born in the mile high the, sort of centre you know, the, the, the halfway line there so he's been terrible for the last two years Dalton Reisner lovely guy and fair play to the work he's done off the pitch but he's awful he's been a huge disappointment Quinn Miners is a far better guard than him um, I think it's interesting that, that very few of the you know there's question marks about the likes of Billy Turner he's a free agent um, Fleming he's a free agent Reisner you know there's three out of out of four, um, three out of five, sorry. Like, so at the moment, I think you've got Bowles, who's also coming back for an injury. You've got Quinn Miners and Cushenberry has regressed. So there's holes all over that offensive line. So I think somebody like Mac, or sorry, I think somebody like Latavius Murray would be good, good re-signing, Michael. I think he flashed for me and I think he, he played with his heart. I think you absolutely bring back Draymond Jones because we don't have anywhere near enough pass rush in this team and he gives you interior pass rush so I would look to him to get franchise tagged if they can't work out a deal because as you rightly pointed out he didn't seem sound too enamoured by the prospect of staying in Denver after this season given the way the team has played can you really blame him though in fairness um, I do not want us to go near Kareem Jackson I, I didn't want us to re-sign him last year I think Kareem Jackson as we've long said on this on this show, Kareem Jackson makes a massive hit and then is nowhere to be seen on the next play because he's he's blown a coverage or he's he's just you know he Kareem Jackson's a highlight player, but he he shouldn't have been brought back last year. Um, so you got players like Deshaun Williams, who I think has done well. You know, a situational rotational guy who's come in again, not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, what's interesting as well is um, both the long snapper and the punter are free agents. Um, so you could have two out of the three sort of key special teams players could be new. I mean, I probably would just bring back the long snapper because I think, you know, you should never even probably really know who the long snapper is. Um, and I don't think he made too many mistakes. So you can kind of leave him where he is. I doubt he's going to cost any money. I would probably would look at bringing in a new punter because I think Waitman has been okay. Like the punting in, in mile high, um, you know, it, 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 you should be leading the league at home in punting averages, and we haven't had that for a long time. So I think maybe um, you know you can get a you can get a really good punter out of college. You know, you look at them every week. This seems like there's every second punter in college is an Australian. Like, why can't we have one of those? Um, so I think there's a you know, but I I would look at at, at those guys. There's a couple like Saubert and Tomlinson who are kind of interchangeable tight ends. I, I think Saubert's a decent player. I'd bring him back probably. Because um, we do have a very green tight end room, and if you look at the the way the Cowboys the other night utilized their tight ends, um, you know you you need to be you need to have two or three good ones. And Albert O was a real waste of a season. And I thought it was interesting he saw an awful lot more look uh, looks when Hackett was gone. So you'd wonder was there a kind of a a personality clash there between the two? Because certainly um, you know he was getting on the field more, um, but they would be the ones for me. I, mean, I, I think I think Singleton. I think I would franchise tag Draymond Jones and I would definitely bring back Latavius Murray because I thought he he really showed up. And and there were times 
when Russell Wilson was struggling that Latavius was just about the only thing we had on offense. So I think, you know, a, a guy like that should be brought back. Interesting comments there about uh, Latavius going to jump on the bandwagon for him now. Uh, I want to just end this podcast by asking this question to both of you lads because I know it's relevant this week. I'd love to hear your answers personally. I do feel to jump in on anything else if you want to. Like. Uh, Colm, who's going to win this weekend in the divisional run? I'd love to, I'd love to hear your picks, man. I, I'm going to take KC in a close game against the Jaguars. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to write off Doug Peterson again. <laughs> Eagles, um, the Bills and the Niners. How boring and obvious am I? But that's way too boring and obvious, isn't it? There has to be a shock somewhere. There, there probably will, there will, there certainly could well be a shock. Could well be a shock in 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 three of the the four, though potentially the the fourth as, as well. I mean, look, they're they're really interesting games in in many respects. For the Chiefs, it's about do the Chiefs show up or or did the Chiefs do what they did against the the Broncos and kind of play initially and then take the foot off the gas. If they do that, I think the Jaguars are much better um, resource now to take advantage of that than than the Broncos were. I mean, ETN is playing really well. Um, I I don't think it can be stated enough how how impressive Trevor Lawrence was the other night. Yes, he had he was awful at, at the start, right? And he really struggled to identify um the disguises and he threw the four interceptions, but he just it didn't let it affect him. And that is the sign of a great QB. You make a mistake, you just get on with it. I think I agree, Michael. I think that might well be closer than people expect. And if the Chiefs don't go about their business, well, the Jags could take advantage, but the Chiefs really should. The Eagles Giants, this to me comes down to how fit is Lane Johnson. I think he is such a key piece. I mean, we've been talking there, Stuart has been talking about the O-line and the, the importance of O-line. He is the best right tackle in the league. What he allows the Eagles to, to do in terms of be explosive and the variety so that you don't know what they are going to do. Um, but the Eagles should win that, especially in Philly. I think that the Bengals can, the problem for them is they're so injured, but I actually think they can take advantage of the Bills. Um, the the Bills and the Bills do have that team of destiny vibe, um, but the issue for the Bills is without Vaughn, they have really struggled to, to get pressure. And we saw Miami um, with their QB3 able to kind of get at them. So um, I, I think that could be, I mean, Bill's still favorites, but the, the Bengals, I think if you're looking for uh, an upset win, the Bengals also have a chip on their shoulder. 49ers and Cowboys, this is a throwback to the ages. I mean, this would have been Stuart and I growing up on, on watching these two teams. And, uh, you know, even the, the colors of, of the uniforms will bring back memories. But the, the 49ers are just so impressive. They got off to a slow start, but it was Brock Purdy's first time in the playoffs. Uh, ultimately, I thought that game changed on the Jonathan Abrams twisting Debo Samuel's uh, ankle. Uh, it was a, a pretty nasty move, uh, but it woke up what had been a lackluster crowd in Santa Clara. All of a sudden, the noise was there. The Seahawks couldn't get anything uh, go going. The penalty started to mount, false starts, illegal men downfield, and just everything went wrong for them. Uh, I, I think that the Cowboys are a very good team, but I, I don't think um, that they um, will score enough points. I think the 49ers and Dan Orlovsky did an amazing piece uh, in terms of breaking down their offense um, with the ESPN crew. 
I think I think it should be. Um, so if you're a- if you're asking me, um, I-, I I'd go with with what you're saying. But if you're asking me to pick that, I have to pick an upset. I'm going to say Bengals over Bills. If I have to pick an upset, Stuart, I'll say Jags over Chiefs for the sheer crack. Evan Engram, three touchdowns. What do you reckon? Give us an upset, Stuart, please. Make it interesting. Um, I, I think I, I would probably go Bengals Bills, but I I wouldn't I I I don't think the Bills can play as badly as they did the other evening. I think Colin's point about the lack of pass rush is incredible because Thompson looked absolutely appalling against the Jets because the Jets do have a pass rush. Um, but you know even a late round quarterback third stringer if you give him enough time he will grow into the game and in fairness the Dolphins were brilliant uh, Dorsey the offensive coordinator of the Bills decided that he was going to turn this into a Madden game um, midway through the second quarter it seemed like and just started tossing bombs they really got away one of the things why I, I think the Bills have been so good this year was they'd actually started to run the ball effectively so they didn't just put it on Josh Allen to try and create a bit of magic. They went away for that for absolutely no good reason whatsoever, it seemed. Um, so I, I, I can't imagine they will. And, and I don't think the Bengals defend the run particularly well. So they, there's no excuse for them to sort of turning it into a, into a video game. It would make no sense. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think it's for a long time, it's kind of looked like Eagles, Niners, Bills, Chiefs um, in the AFC and NFC championships. And I think they would be, two brilliant games and I think any four of those teams would be you know worthy winners of the Super Bowl um, I I think that the, the, the upsets were last week I think the Vikings have sort of lived on their on their you know they, they, they've been in you know they, they've been sort of a fingernail biting team all year they've won a huge amount of games by one score they were and that stuff is always going to run out the Giants are an interesting team and I thought Daniel Jones played really well Daniel Jones is not going to, you know, no one's going to mistake him for Joe Montana anytime soon, but he runs the ball well. And I think Dable is a, a, an outstanding job of coaching a Giants team. Nobody would have picked the Giants to be in the playoffs. Nobody would have picked the Giants to be in the divisional round at the start of the season. You would have had them sectioned if they had. Um, and he's done brilliantly. He's done brilliantly. Um, but I, I don't think, no, I, I don't really see, I think the Bengals will probably push the Bills the best because the Bengals' offense is, is, is brilliant. Uh, but Colin says they've gotten key injuries, unfortunately. And I do think home field advantage will count um, in all of these games. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I guess that's us for this week. Unless there's any final comments. Uh, we will strive to be back quickly after uh, head coach is announced. It could be like the Vatican when the Pope's elected. White smoke. <laughs> Uh, it could be on the Saturday or Sunday before the games. If it does, lads, I'll, I'll happily jump on during the games if, if we need to and do it and, and, and sort of jump through it and start planning for Vegas next year for the Super Bowl and uh, discuss everything. But uh, I guess for now, you can follow all of us lads on Twitter um, at Michael underscore NFL, at Colum from Cork, C-O-L-U-M, um, and at PurpleHeartTC. Uh, please do like, sh- like, share, subscribe, leave a rating on the podcast network for Malhigh Report. Really appreciate it. Seen it charting in Ireland in the top 10 last week. So kudos to you boys for doing that. It's unbelievable. Um, and we'll be back We'll be back soon. Back next week, if not sooner, when the white smoke goes. Uh, go Broncos. Chat to you boys soon. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.